Welcome to the Pivot Podcast. Join us each week as we bring you something new. Interviews with experts and inspiring guests and panel discussions where we'll bring in diverse perspectives about trending business topics. Whether you're seeking inspiration or a way to reframe your future, we're glad you're joining us for this week's episode of Pivot. Welcome to the Pivot Podcast. My name is Alexandra Balistreri, and I'm here with my Pivot Discovery co-founder and Pivot co-host, Kimberly Tilly. Today, we're profiling the maximizer strength from StrengthsFinder. StrengthsFinder is an assessment based on a 40-year study created by Gallup. It's a common language of 34 talents in humans organized into four domains, executing, relationship building, influencing, and strategic thinking. If you're new to StrengthsFinder, we encourage you to listen to our season two kickoff episode where we give an overview about why StrengthsFinder is such a powerful tool for personal and professional development. Today's strength is maximizer in the influencing domain. Strengths in this domain always seek to push others to action. This is an external facing strength and people who have maximizer are interested in what is already good and making it superb. They're great networkers, and we'll tell you a little bit more about them in a few moments. For right now, we'll let you know that Maximizer ranks number 19 in the world population, so it's not a very common strength. And today, we've brought together a panel, all of whom have this strength in their top five, to talk about how they use this strength in their lives. So starting with Patricia, could you please introduce yourself and share a little bit about who you are? Sure. Thanks for having me. I am Patricia Rice. I live in Northern California and I work at a Bay Area biotech company as a program lead. I manage a team of about 40 people and one of my superpowers is people development. So I get to apply my strengths on a daily basis and I love my job and the people I work with. Outside of that, I've I've been really enjoying working from home and um, I live close to the ocean and mountains and get to get outdoors and uh, explore the local wine country too. And Dave, how about you? Could you please introduce yourself and share a little bit about who you are? Uh, Sure. My name is David Pennington. Um, I actually live on the opposite side of the United States. I live on the coast of Maine. I've just recently moved here from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, My background is pretty varied, several degrees, including an earned PhD. I'm also a certified business coach with Professional Business Coaching Alliance. And I'm also a certified UMath coach and facilitator and have other, several other certifications. I'm actually the president and owner of Penn Coaching and Consulting. I've shifted my company a little bit. And right now I work as a ministry leadership coach. So I help pastoral leaders move from stretch to strategic by aligning their lives and ministries so that they can joyfully serve God and others without having to work 50 or 80 hours a week. That is so interesting. I would love to learn a little bit more about that maybe after the podcast. And Charlene, how about you? Could you please introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, throwing it back to the West Coast, I'm in also in Northern California in San Francisco. I also live near the ocean and I do love the outdoors. Um, I'm a user experience designer or UX designer. And I also just launched a YouTube channel that has design tutorials and challenges. It's a lot of fun. It's called uh, Pink Cap Design. We will put a note in our show notes so people could access your new YouTube channel. Congrats. 
Thank you. Alexander, could you tell us just a little bit more about the Maximizer Strength? Sure thing. So maximizers strive for excellence. Typically, maximizers aren't interested in working with broken or average things. They like working with what is already good and transforming it into something outstanding. They're super motivating coaches who drive others toward excellence. Maximizers are often seen to improve the overall quality. It's important for quality to be valued at least as much as quantity. So Shar, how does that description resonate with you? Do you notice certain times when you're using this strength? Well, when I think of maximizer, I always think of good to great. I have a soft spot in my heart for strengths finder, so I, I know a little bit about the strengths, especially maximizer, since it's one of my top ones. I, I do love editing. I love taking things to the next level, and it really that description does resonate with me. Dave, how about you? Well, the word that sticks out to me is quality. When I think of maximizer, I think of quality. And for me, really, if it's something that's not quality, I'm out. I'm just really not interested in being part of things that lack quality. I mean, I like to move them to the quality. But as a coach, I love to help others recognize their gifting and their abilities and embrace those abilities and then really reach their potential. And that's exciting to me. It's a common it's a common thing for maximizers is that they really don't want to work with things that are average. They want to work with things that are already pretty good and just transform them into something that is outstanding, like you said. So that's a really good example of a maximizer trait. Patricia, what do you think of that, the description, and, and how does it resonate with you? Oh, I love the description. I remember earlier in my career having managers who focused on your weaknesses. It was like you always had to, it was like such a chore to pull up from like something that was below average or at average. And I would say in the last decade or so, I shifted my own perspective to like focus on the strengths, starting with myself and then it made it easier to work with other people doing like, if you work on their top three, you get exponential return on your investment, get some of your weaker areas up to par. But yeah, I really think it propels people to excellence, especially if they're using what they do best every day. I could absolutely see that. I see a lot of variety with everyone's answers, but I also see some common themes here. Like you guys as maximizers really strive to improve the quality of things. And also I love that description, Patricia, that you were kind of talking about, about um, really trying to focus on strengths as opposing to focusing on weaknesses. So Dave, I'm curious to know, how has the maximizer strength benefited you either personally or professionally? Well, to me at work, what it does for me is it it really forces me to produce quality work. I really enjoy, it kind of stretches me, might be a good way of putting it. And it causes me to really have high standards and and strong goals. And so I want to show up at work doing my very best. And that's, that's important to me. And then personally, it's funny because I was thinking a little bit about this. Where it impacts me personally is in my purchases, which is kind of funny. Uh, But, you know, I don't buy a lot of stuff, but when I buy something, I research it and I buy quality items, whether it's clothing or shoes or a gadget or even a car. You know, I really like to buy quality items because I feel like if you buy quality, it lasts 
and I get satisfaction from using something that has quality. That is the first time I've ever heard a maximizer talking about how it impacts their purchasing habits, but now I can really see the trend there. What about you, Patricia? How has the maximizer strength benefited you either personally or professionally? I am a very visual person, so I see things how they could be or will be before I actually do it. And it really helps me a lot. Like when I'm either have a project with, I see what the end, you know, begin with the end in mind, I see it finished in my head. And um, personally, I love antique shopping or even looking on Craigslist for random items and bringing them, you know, either back to their best self or making something completely new out of it. So personally, that's kind of how I use it. And with my team, it helps with visioning. Like I have an idea of like how I would like to see the team performing. And um, if you can create the painting in their mind for them, it's like then everybody gets to contribute and add different colors to it. So it helps because it, it gives a leg up or a head start for others. I love that. It also sounds like maybe you could have a little bit of the restorative theme in your top five also. And Charlene, how about you? How has the Maximizer Strength benefited you either personally or professionally? When I think about it with design, it's always about, well, design is always about, you know, making something better or optimizing something for the customer or the user. So I think it's a huge strength when you're taking something and improving it, quite literally. (laughs) But I use it in everyday life with, I would say a lot of friends come to me with advice on maybe on how to cook something. I'm just throwing something out there. And uh, I would think of different ideas like, oh, maybe you need to change your technique. It's not the ingredients, you know, it's the technique. So they'll come with, to me with a problem. The recipe didn't turn out right. And I kind of try to pick apart the process and see, you know, what improvements they can make, what things they can change up. I feel like I use it unconsciously uh, to help, you know, within work and within my personal life with, you know, with myself and with people like my friends especially because I like seeing potential. I see potential in people and in things. And I like teasing that out and like calling to attention, like what they can do next to just upgrade the process or thing they're trying to improve. When when I'm listening to Charlene talk, I'm thinking about about you know how she's looking at these different options and she's thinking about other things that could be that aren't right now. And then I go back to what Patricia was saying about seeing what could be before it's actually manifested and before it's a reality and looking at the work that Dave does. And I just see this trend across with all of the maximizers on this call about people who can see what's in the future and that ability to vision and that ability to paint the picture in other people's mind and get them excited about it is something that I know that Dave and Patricia use and Charlene with your design that comes forward as well. So that's just such a great example. Within underused strength, maybe you have the ability to perform certain types of work well, but you don't give yourself time or space to do that. 
But if you're overusing a strength, and if you're overusing the maximizer strength, sometimes it could be perceived by others as you know never being good enough, or that you're always reworking, or you have too high standards that nobody else could meet. And I'm just curious what our guests think about this. Patricia, have you ever found that you needed to manage your maximizer strength? And if so, how do you do that? Minimize my maximizer strength or maximize my maximizer strength? <laughs> <laughs> In terms of uh, overused and underused skills. Yeah. I have a feeling that I have worked for a maximizer in the past who, where it felt like everything was super critical, um, you know, that I wasn't making enough progress. And I, I do have some like perfectionism for myself. I, I try not to do it with other people. Um, I think what's really important is to acknowledge and recognize progress along the way. So you may have an end in mind of, of what you want to see, but really encouraging along the way to getting there. I've practiced on myself in the past because I, it was never good enough. You know, like I got to, got to get it perfectly. And now it's like, what is good enough to get the gist across and then keep going from there. And then with, with people, recognition is really important and acknowledging progress. I think anyone that has a little bit of that perfectionism side to them, that definitely resonates with them. And it's something that I know I could empathize with. What about, what about you, Charlene? I do have somewhat of a perfectionist slant, but I'm more of an optimist. So it's kind of a balance. So sometimes maybe you need to balance because there's a specific time frame you need to reach a goal, you know, where maybe a maximizer would struggle is balancing between excellence and time. And maybe this is a situation where you would pull in your other strengths to kind of help balance that scenario. Definitely. Could you give us an example of maybe when you would be exhibiting like overusing or underusing your maximizer strength? Yeah. So recently I've thrown myself in the world of like editing production and video and it's a ton, a ton of work for an eight minute video. It could take weeks (laughs) to complete. I'm sure you guys understand us with your podcast. And um, I could just find myself say, okay, I'm done editing. This is ready to print. And then I'll think about something I need to edit. And it, it just keeps, I keep thinking about it and thinking about it. And this is where, okay, do I want to spend more time on this or not? And typically I my maximizer wins out and say, yes, I do want to spend more time on this and I'll edit some more. And it's great because I, with this channel, I'm my own boss and I can set those timeframes, but I can see that being an issue if there was like a hard stop timeframe where I, the, I would have to let it go and say, okay, this is, these are the edits I'm done. Definitely. I could, I could see how that could be really rough, especially, you know, once you post it, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you really want to take it down and then re-edit? And what about Dave? Um, I'm curious, how is the maximizer strength? Like, do you have any examples of when you've overused or underused that strength? I, I think anyone with the with the maximizer in, in their top five, you tend to be pr- a little perfectionistic. You like things to be right and you like quality. 
so what I've learned through the years is really perfectionism is the enemy of execution. And I have what I call like an 80% rule. If I have something I'm looking at doing, I try to get it to 80% of what I would call fully done. And then I, I, I execute it. I take action on it. Because what I find is no matter what, there's some things you can't plan for, you don't know, there will be some adjustments that you need to make. And that last 20%, I can kind of adjust as I go. But if I wait until I get it to 100% to launch it, I never launch it because I just keep thinking about it and changing it and adjusting it and improving it. And then pretty soon time's gone by and I just never launch it. So um, in fact, I've often used an illustration, it's kind of like mountain climbing. If you think about climbing like a like uh, you know Mount Everest or something like that, they spend an awful ma- amount of money, time, and energy to establish what they call a base camp, which is like you know toward the top of the mountain, but not at the top of the mountain. And and if they if they don't do that, they'll never have the opportunity to climb to the to the summit. So that base camp is really key. And then depending on the weather and all the other variables, they may get a chance to climb. They may make it to the top. They may not. But without that base camp, it's never going to happen. So that's my 80%. Am I 80% there? If so, stop talking about it. Stop thinking about it. Just do it is the way I look at it. That's really great. And I I love that quote too. I've never heard it before. Perfectionism is the enemy of execution. Thanks for sharing, Dave. I would like to know an example of a time when your maximizer strength played a huge role in your success. And Patricia, if we could start with you. Many years ago, I came to an organization that the team was really struggling. Um, They had had change in leadership, many changes in leadership before I came and um, there was no clear direction. So the team was fragmented and moving in several directions at the same time. And this was, I guess, the anti part of my maximizer. So going from a below average and trying to get it just to good was really a struggle for me. It took a couple of years, but keeping the vision strong for it. And then I sort of divided and conquered, looked at what was working and how could we increase that. And then some of it did result in people having to move on to other areas or out of the company um, and getting everyone sort of to the same level, but holding the vision strong for that group and then um, getting them excited. So really, I worked with other managers, the people who reported to me, to help um, look at everybody individually and see what their strengths were. And then putting them into action really helped to get a cohesive team. And since then, I'm still um, have working and in touch with the people on that team, even though the team has evolved and new people have come in and gone on, the core foundation is still there. And it's, it's super exciting to see. That is really cool. So you kind of saved the day with that team, at least like, it sounds like you really got it on track. We took some time. It wasn't like an overnight <laughs> thing. Well, definitely, a lot of work. Yeah. definitely not, but it's, it's, I mean, definitely that's very impressive. Dave, could we go to you? As a business coach, I've I I have a I've had a number of clients that wind up at least inviting me to join them on their team. But a while back, I had a um, one of my clients who was a uh, commercial broker, a real estate broker, 
And uh, he was like a super salesman. I mean, the guy could just sell anything. And we used to tease him. He would go into a building, maybe to go up to the second or third floor because he had business up there. By the time he got back, he had, you know, someone that wanted him to list a property. He had, he wanted, had someone who wanted him to work for him. I mean, he just could sell anything anywhere. He was like a magnet, but he had no process and system on the back end of his company. And so as, uh, as the owner of this company, he had gone through broker after broker after broker, never could get anyone to stick. Uh, I eventually joined his, his team for a while. I helped him put process and system in place, kind of helped him uh, design his company, if you would. One of my also top five is strategic. And then really in a very short time, we had a whole firm build out. We went from, he was the only broker when I came. When I left, we had 14 brokers. So it was like a huge change for his company, but a lot of it was just, you know, really recognizing what needed to be done and the quality of what needed to be done and even the quality of people that you should hire and putting that whole system and process together really allowed his company to scale and grow substantially. Wow, that is really impressive. This has been so interesting and helpful could we go around the room and share a tip for people who don't have the strength in their top five? Um, Charlene, why don't we start with you? Uh, sure, I would be interested in what strengths this person do does have. And then I would actually, well, I guess my advice would then be to take the strengths finder assessment to understand what your strengths are. And if Maximizer isn't you know, in your top five or your top 10, you know, maybe seek out someone who does have it in their top five and also you know just really hone in on what your strengths are and cultivate those those strengths I love that tip it's very maximizer of you to <laughs> <laughs> you know you're not working with something broken really maximize what you have and improve it and make it better what about Dave uh, could you share a tip for people who don't have the strength in their top five one of the things I would suggest is uh, if you're wanting something to happen really quickly, it's probably not a good choice to involve a maximizer uh, because maximizers don't like to be rushed. They like to take their time and do quality work. It doesn't mean they're slow necessarily. They can do quick work, but they don't like to be rushed because they kind of almost feel their way there a little bit and, and think through things and evaluate things. And so when you rush work, it sort of minimizes the quality or at least makes you feel like you could have done a better job. And so generally speaking, if, if someone has that strength, uh, give them jobs that are, they can really take their time and do quality work. They'll be happier and you'll be really happy with, with the results of their work. I love that. Again, touching on the perfectionism theme again. And Patricia, how about you? Could you share a tip for people who don't have the strength in their top five? Sure. I have to disagree with Dave a little bit because I think for me, it's about like brainstorming and getting creative around like what's working well and how can we make it better? So like continuous improvement is one of my mottos. Um, and for me, it's about the quantity of the ideas and then you can take your time and select, sift among those ideas. Think about something that you'd like to see a little better or do a little better that's working. So not something that's below the average, but say you're doing solidly. I think that you can really 
see more growth. If you hone in on that, come up with a bunch of ideas and maybe run it by somebody else. Call me if you want to brainstorm (laughs) and then start to visualize it. You know, what is it going to look like? I think that's great. I mean, that's why we're here is to hear people's different perspectives and different takes on how you guys use your maximizer strength. What what are your other strengths in your top five, if you don't mind me asking? My top strength, uh, if you're familiar with how Kristen encourages you to kind of do driver, passenger, fuel. Yeah. So my driver is strategic without any question. And then my passengers are activator and learner. My fuel it's twofold and they kind of work together. They're really kind of work in tandem, which is maximizer and futuristic. Oh, wow. What a power combination there. So I can like, I think it was Patricia or maybe Charlene, but I can sort of envision the future and look out and sort of envision what it's going to look like in the, in the, in the results of your work. And then my learner helps me research, do whatever I need to do. Obviously, my strategic helps me create the path to get there, and then what kicks it all into gear for me, and I'm thankful I have this one because I have a lot of I have a lot of thinking themes. Is activator? Activator kind of saves me most of the time because it forces me to take action. Yay for activator! I agree, it's a wonderful strategy. Patricia, can we go to you? Sure. If I look at my results, like out of the Gallup survey, strategic comes out at the top. But looking at my UMAP, which you kindly did for me a couple of years ago, my driver is maximizer. My passengers are connectedness, which is relating and strategic thinking. And then my fuel is input and individualization. So input is like collecting information and craving to know more. And the individualization is kind of funny that it's related to connectedness like we're all connected but we're all unique so it's like bringing out the uniqueness in each person to form the collective whole so for me team environment is really gets me going I love it and I know that you've been a leader of a team for a long time and you've probably built a lot of teams that was even one of your examples so that's great that's a really good fit for somebody with your particular blend of strengths Shar, what about you? What are what are your top five? Uh, sure. I have Maximizer as one of my tops. I would say it's a driver. I have adaptability, positivity, ideation, and intellection. So when Patricia was speaking about like brainstorming and you know coming up with new ideas, I lit up because I I have that ideation uh, mindset and I love, you know, coming up with new ideas and different ways to solve problems. That's excellent. Well, we want to thank you all so much for being here today. Our guests today have been Patricia Rice, Charlene Naval, and Dave Pennington. Check out our show notes to learn more about our guests and about the show. Yes, thank you guys again so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week when we'll profile a new strength. And that will do it for this week's episode of the Pivot Podcast. Join us next week for a brand new show and another exciting panel. We'll see you then.